will cars soon be extinct in their natural habitat? They're loud, cause congestion, and pollute the urban environment. Other types of transport with a lesser footprint now threaten their survival. Paris, Berlin, London, or Brussels all joining the car-free revolution. Le 16 août, dans l'hypercentre, on a implanté un nouveau schéma de circulation qui vise à diminuer le trafic de transit. Le plan Good Move, c'est donner plus de place aux piétons, aux cyclistes, aux bus, trams et donc moins de place aux gens qui se déplacent en voiture. Le Pentagone, le centre-ville de Bruxelles, c'est 55 000 habitants, quasiment 5 km. Ce qu'on a constaté, c'est que 40 de trafic de voitures, automobiles, qui croisaient le centre-ville, n'avaient pas son départ ni sa destination dans ce centre-ville. Du coup, on s'est dit, OK, on veut mieux utiliser la petite ceinture pour bah, le, le trafic de transit, pour apaiser nos quartiers riverains, nos quartiers commerçants et du coup avoir moins de déplacements en voiture dans le centre-ville. Alors on utilise différents moyens et on appelle ça des filtres de trafic. Ça peut être une rue à double sens qui vient d'un sens unique, euh, mais aussi on a utilisé des caméras qui registrent les numéros de plaques des voitures et seulement les bus urgence peuvent passer. Et on a aussi quelques endroits où on a installé une borne rétractable. Il faut être registré dans le système. Et si vous êtes registré ou si vous avez reçu une cote, vous pouvez abaisser le poteau. La rue Royale, c'était un axe de transit important dans euh, l'hypercentre de Bruxelles. On constate une diminution de trafic automobile et ce place-là est pris maintenant par plus en plus de cyclistes. On ne va pas verbaliser tout de suite. Une fois que les caméras seront fonctionnelles, alors les gens qui dépassent le, le, le filtre de trafic vont recevoir une sanction administrative. C'est 58 euros par, par infraction. Est-ce que ça veut dire que vous n'êtes plus le bienvenu en voiture dans le centre-ville Non. Il y a encore pas mal de voitures à Bruxelles et ce n'est pas du tout le but de les interdire ici. Mais ce qu'on vise, c'est d'avoir plus de déplacements à pied et des déplacements sûrs, sécurisés, en vélo. past century, city streets have been optimized for motor vehicles. This with one goal in mind, moving people from point A to B as quickly as possible. So much so that urban areas have given up on huge chunks of their land. Take Berlin, for example. Nearly 60% of traffic space is devoted to cars for just a third of journeys. 3% is set aside for bicycles, even though they account for 15% of journeys. It's what urban planners call an unequal distribution of road space. So what if cities were designed for people rather than cars? 
In the last three years, the number of areas in European cities where traffic is limited rose by 40 percent. And during the pandemic, several capitals got a facelift, building new bike lanes, transforming parking spots into dining areas and making more space for pedestrians. That change, however, hasn't come without backlash. So welcome to the London Borough of Hackney, the London Borough with the highest coverage of low traffic neighbourhoods. Low traffic neighbourhoods are uh, a series of modal filters which lets some road users through like uh, pedestrians and cyclists, people on scooters. Uh, or people in buses, but uh, will prevent other road users like private cars from driving through a street. One of the issues that low traffic neighborhoods were made to address is that satellite navigation has rerouted a lot of cars through residential streets like this one to avoid main roads which are more congested. So really the role that low traffic neighborhoods are playing is to reduce traffic where people are living. On the whole, they have been effective at encouraging walking and cycling and discouraging people to use their car for journeys where it's possible. In some places, we've seen the number of cyclists double, for instance. London has had this congestion charge in place since the early 2000s which charges people who wish to drive into the city centre. But what we found is that people have just been used to that charge now and many of them are happy to pay it. And so we need new ways of discouraging traffic because London remains a really, really congested city. This is why measures like low traffic neighbourhoods can help. In a neighbourhood like Hackney, more than 60% of the population doesn't own a car. And despite this, they have to kind of suffer with the consequences of air pollution, of congestion, of noise. Uh, so it feels fair uh, to be reducing car traffic in, in places like this. Uh, low traffic neighborhoods haven't worked here in Dulwich. That's why I got involved in in, in local politics because I felt so strongly about the injustice actually of what's been done. Our experience here in Dulwich is that the traffic that is unable to move through the centre of Dulwich has simply been relocated to roads around the edge of Dulwich which tend to be, not exclusively, but tend to be less prosperous roads which were already reasonably congested. So any, anything the council does which has the simple effect of moving traffic from one place to another simply benefits certain roads at the expense of other roads. What has happened is that people have just been forced to make longer journeys and circumvent the traffic restrictions. So ultimately that's likely to have increased pollution because people are making longer journeys in worse traffic jams with their cars idling, which as we know produces more traffic. Along with others, I formed the Dulwich Village uh, Residents Association to try and make a strong case to Southwark Council to not just to reverse what they've done, but to 
put in alternative measures that would sustainably reduce traffic in a fair way. The most um, efficient democratic means of moving people around a city like London is the bus. Dulwich Village, I think, has a public transport rating of two, which is near the bottom of a scale of six. If that raised to four through improvements in public transport, the expected car ownership level could, could move by 10, 20, or maybe even 30%. That would cause a major difference to the use of cars, uh, far greater than anything that could be achieved by encouraging people to cycle. And I think one of the reasons for the, the toxicity, some of the debates and the discussions here in Dulwich, is an expectation on behalf of the cyclists that everybody should be able to cycle. It simply isn't the case, and, and it never will be. The research that has been done into this equity issue finds that low-traffic neighbourhoods have generally been introduced in areas that are more deprived, but we need to look on a case-by-case -case basis, and in some cases, low-traffic neighbourhoods are in wealthier areas. So there are lots of tools available to uh, reduce car dependency, and low-traffic neighbourhoods are one of them. They're one that's effective, but it can't be just the only one. Whether it's Brussels or London, the commute from home to work has been at the heart of urban planning. The pandemic has shaken things up, but Paris wants to take it even further, pitching to turn the French capital into a hyper-local city. Nous sommes aujourd'hui à Paris, dans un quartier nouveau, Clichy-Batignolles. J'ai développé un concept, celui des proximités heureuses, que j'ai appelé la ville des quarts d'heure. La ville des quarts d'heure propose que, dans une ville, les centres soient partout, avec des services qui concernent l'essentiel de nos besoins. Pouvoir se déplacer beaucoup moins, par exemple, pour faire ses courses, pour accéder à la culture, à l'éducation. Pouvoir aussi travailler avec plus de proximité. 15 minutes à pied ou un vélo décarboné pour accéder à ces services. Je n'ai pas l'obligation de faire deux heures ou trois heures aller-retour les matins et les soirs. Vous avez ces très grands parcs, qui est le parc Martin Luther King. Tout autour, nous avons des bâtiments. Les usages sont des natures très différentes. On y accède partout à pied, on accède partout en vélo, on accède partout à mobilité douce. Je ne vois pas de voiture. Ai-je besoin d'une voiture Mais par où vont-elles passer Il n'y a même pas de lieu pour qu'elles passent. Et on respire. Regardez Paris. La rue de Rivoli, c'est une voie apaisée pour les vélos, pour les piétons, pour les mobilités douces et une voie pour les taxis. La voie sur berge était une autoroute qui traversait de l'est à l'ouest avec des beaux champs en permanence. Aujourd'hui, c'est un parc urbain. La ville des futurs, c'est la ville dans laquelle une voiture n'est à l'endroit où elle doit y être parce que c'est strictement nécessaire, juste le temps où il faut, pas plus. 
il faut changer les mentalités. Ça ne s'est fait pas du jour au lendemain. Parfois, ce n'est pas très populaire. Mais l'histoire va dans ces sens-là.